Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Millen Sharma Show. I'm your host, Millen, and today my guest is Mark Nelson, and he is a lead researcher at Fellow One Research. He has pioneered the body type science, which is four types of four body types since 2003, which offers a scientific body type quiz and scientific weight loss programs, which will all be provided in the web on the links below. Um, also, the website is the only scientific body types in existence, which I'm looking forward to, to getting into that. Uh, and also the mission is to help overcome the global health crisis of the obesity epidemic. Uh, so with that in mind, Mark, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Awesome. It's great to have you. Uh, so just the first question to kind of start us off is, I'm just curious, how did you get into body type science? Like, how did that even become something that you're passionate about? So when I was eight years old, I was actually a star soccer player on a state championship team. And I began noticing during shirts off soccer practice, and even when I was down at the local pool, that there was something different about my body. And you know, I was eight, so I was small like everyone else. And, uh, but I definitely noticed that I was lacking muscle and muscle mass all over my body. And when I looked at the standard scientific image that you find in any uh, scientifically approved human body anatomy book, uh, I did not look like that image. I did not have all that muscle mass on my body, but I was certain that that image was real because most of my peers did have that body type. They did have all that muscle and muscle mass. And when I would go and see my doctor for my annual checkup, because I was always a very active kid, I was always well within my safe BMI weight range. And that was that. I was normal. And nobody really thought much of it, especially when I was eight, because I was small and you'll grow and that muscle will grow. So don't worry about it. But when I hit age 10, uh, I, I noticed that it was getting worse. And when I asked my parents, they didn't think much of it either, because obesity is common in our family. I hit age 12 and then hit puberty and I was a late bloomer. And as I grew, more and more fat grew and no muscle grew. And again, I was always such an active kid that I was always well within my safety and my weight range, but all over my body was what is termed now skinny fat. But at the time it was just fat because skinny fat wasn't a term. And that led to a lot of issues in my life. One, I was bullied relentlessly uh, at home on the way to school, at school, on the way back from school, at home. Um, I essentially had to quit sports because without muscle and muscle mass, you can't be in an athlete. I couldn't run as fast as the other uh, players. I couldn't uh, run as long. Uh, I tried tennis, but I was so weak that I couldn't hold the racket with one hand. So I had to do a two-handed, four-handed backhand, which simply takes away from your ability to excel at the sport. So I was well aware that my body was different, even though every time I'd go in and see the doctor or run it by my family, I was being gaslighted and told, no, you're totally normal because you're within your safety and my weight range but I wasn't normal. Um, and so that's really how I came to the understanding that I was different. Uh, I was in college when I was determined and I started lifting weights early, uh, really in my mid teens and uh, earlier than what doctors and scientists say that you should, that you really should, but I was determined to add muscle and muscle mass. And when I got to college, I was really determined. And I was hanging out with a bunch of guys who were all biotype ones. And I followed their diet and their routine and their supplements. And no matter what I did, the best that I could do was go from being a sparrow chest to a Raven's chest. And when I got out of college, I took a short 
uh, a, a job at CU Boulder as a scientific researcher, realized I don't want to work for someone else. And that's when I opened up fellow on research to start the biotype science. So I'll sort of pause there and see if I'm making sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just curious, like how, how did that affect your, like your self-esteem and everything, seeing how you were like, you're in college and you're hanging out with all these people that are, are excelling, like in their, their bodies and physique and you're following exactly what they're doing because like, how, how would that make you feel? Because I was thinking to myself, like I, I, I was an athlete in college too. I, I, I ran um, cross country and track and like, I used to, I always had the mindset, like if you just like eat well and exercise and like you're, you know, you'll be healthy and things like that, but clearly that's not the case. And it goes much, goes way beyond that as what you're saying. And I, from your experience too. So I'm just curious, how did that affect your kind of your journey throughout university from like trying to really put effort in this and not really being successful in the beginning. It was quite devastating to be honest. Um, so, and it really began in my teen years because again, I was a really good soccer player when I was really young. And so there was a lot of expectation on me. And when I failed at soccer, it was my fault. My parents just thought that I wasn't working hard enough and that I was a quitter. Uh, and I, and they were just thoroughly, disappointed in me and that was the only reason why I wasn't successful is because I wasn't working hard enough when all I did was work extremely hard I trained extremely hard I jogged regularly I started lifting weights early I did everything that I could to improve my state but it didn't matter all the while watching most of my family be obese and all of them thinking that oh he's just naturally thin he's just lucky and naturally thin when i wasn't i worked very hard to be thin and even though i was thin i was still normal weight obese i still had fat all over my my body and so my family essentially thought that i was a complete loser not essentially they thought i was a complete and total quitter and loser and they didn't think very very much of me from my teen years on. Uh, and so that was devastating. And then, of course, all my hard work and, and trying to bring my body to where the doctors said I already was. Everyone, according to mainstream science and medical doctors, is born in a biotype one. Everyone. And the only reason that you are not a biotype one, according to mainstream scientists and medical doctors, is because you're eating too many calories daily, which means that you have too much fat in your body, which means that you're overweight or obese relative to your BMI weight scale. And that is the only reason why you don't look like a biotype one. But we know now, it's a, it, we've known that here at Fellow One Research for decades that that's not true. But even mainstream scientists now and medical doctors are starting to wake up to that fact. There was a letter from a doctor from Emory University, and he, he, he basically penned an, an apology letter to obese people because if you know any obese people or if any of your listeners are obese or have dealt with being overweight, doctors essentially just don't listen. They hear what they want to hear. And if you're if you aren't achieving your, your, your weight loss goals, it is your fault. You are somehow cheating on your diet, exercise, or, or, or lifestyle. You're not working hard enough. It is your fault, and it always has been. And I, from my own personal experience, have, have experienced the same thing. It was always my fault. I simply wasn't working hard enough. But it's not true. It is about ge genetics. It is about scientific body type. So to answer your question, it was devastating. And I was very angry and I basically stopped talking with my family for a long time because if they weren't going to listen to me, what's the point? And I, I don't 
I don't really trust them now, but it was most certainly devastating. But it was also the the um, inspiration, and it helped galvanize me to start the actual research. So that might be a silver lining in everything. Right, and I'm glad you you at least found some avenue to kind of like channel your your anger and frustration to something that's productive in a way you know instead of like beating yourself i mean i'm sure you beat yourself up for that of course but like at least you were able to come up with some sort of revel revelation from that which i think is really important thank you um yeah i'm just curious with uh what do you because obviously you said like the doctors and medical doctors don't don't really they sort of put the blame on the individual and things like that and of course, like, of course, there are situations where like diet and health and exercise come come into play, obviously. But with I'm just really curious, what why do you think doctors in the medical establishment haven't um, like looked into this as much? Because it seems like it's unless it has they have recently. But from what you're telling me, I'm not too inf informed about this. So I'm just curious, like with what, from what you're telling me. Why hasn't this been more of something to look into? Because like you said in, in your website, it's an epidemic and it affects all, more than half of, of people in this country. And I'm sure a lot of people in, in Europe too. So I'm just curious why that's the case. So it's a great question. And it's because mainstream science and, and medical doctors have a lot of responsibility, a lot of responsibility, excuse me, on their shoulders. And they are held to, specific standards, uh, which they, they, they should be. We should have scientific standards and they should um, be held to those standards that, that evenly and equally apply to everyone because that's really what science is, right? It's about defining something and then categorizing it and then holding everyone to it equally. The problem is, is that mainstream scientists and medical doctors have strong tendencies to be very arrogant about things. And once we have a standard, they look at it like, we now know this and it is just a fact and we're not gonna change our, our minds on it. And that's what happened is they got ingrained in these standards. So what are the body type standards that mainstream scientists and medical doctors use? When you or anyone else goes and sees your doctor, there are three standards that you are being judged by in terms of your health and being quote unquote normal. The first standard is the standard scientific human body anatomy book, body type one. It's that image in your mind eye that if you, uh, if you open up any scientifically approved human body anatomy book, it's that image with all the muscles and muscle mass fully de developed. And that is the image that you and everyone is being held to because according to mainstream scientists and medical doctors, that's the standard. Everyone is born into that body type. And the only reason that you wouldn't be that body type is if you were diagnosed by your doctor with some abnormality or the like. But even then, you're still a body type one just with a specific di diagnosis. So that body type is not accurate because it is a scientific genetic fact that any part of the human body can be underdeveloped to whatever degree. That includes muscle and muscle mass. So that is standard one and why it is not accurate. The second standard is body mass index, the BMI. It became the official standard in 1985, but it's been around since the 1800s. And that is basically a calculation relative to height and weight of 
how much fat is on the body. Uh, and if you are within your safe BMI weight range, then you look like a body type one. If you're outside of your safe BMI weight range in the overweight or obese categories, then you are overweight or obese. You have too much fat on your body. And the only reason why is because you're eating too many calories per day. You need to stop eating so many calories per day and get back down within your safe BMI. Voila, you are now a body type one, according to mainstream science and medical doctors. But we know that that's not true because we know now that uh, skinny fat is a very real thing. Skinny fat is cellulite, thin fat, loose skin, saggy skin, crepey skin, or normal weight obesity. And we know that normal weight obesity uh, carries the same risks as regular obesity, even though you're within your safe BMI. So we know that BMI is not accurate because skinny fat is real, but we also know that it's not accurate because it's possible to have excess muscle or muscle mass on your body. If you think of somebody like Dwayne Johnson, the rock, that dude is all muscle. If you were to run his BMI, he likely is in the overweight or obese category of his BMI, but he most certainly is not either of those two things. The third standard is BMR basal metabolic rate. And that is the number of calories daily that your specific body requires daily to function. It does not take into account skinny fat. Why does that matter? Because one pound of muscle mass burns six calories daily, but one pound of skinny fat or fat only burns two to three calories daily. So if you are following your standard BMR, whether it's the Mifflin St. Gior or the Harris Benedict activity, you are likely still eating too many calories if you have skinny fat on your body, which directly negatively affects your metabolism. And therefore, it, it, you think that you are eating the right amount of calories daily, but you're likely not. You're likely still eating too many calories, which then adds to the fat on your body, which takes you outside of your safe BMI, yada, yada. So those are the three standards, a biotype one, BMI, and a BMR, and why they are not accurate. Those are the standards that mainstream scientists and medical doctors follow. And I'm not knocking standards. Again, as, as a scientist, I believe in standards, but our standards are not accurate. And the, the problem is, is that again, doctors especially have tendencies to get locked into this mindset where we have these standards and there's nothing wrong with them. They're totally accurate, but they're not. And that is why for so long doctors have followed these standards and they're just now starting to wake up to the fact that they are not accurate, that we need more accurate standards. And that's what we're doing here at, at Fellow One Research is we are bringing forward the science to show how to make those standards more accurate. So is that making sense? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't say I'll know all those definitions right away, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, it's, it's so it's, it's very interesting because um. Uh, where do I start? <laughs> I, I'm just curious. I'm just curious, like when, cause you said you started this research. Um, I, I don't know whether this is a company or like, what would you categorize research? Um, fellow. It, it, yeah. Fellow it, is one it is definitely a, a, a company. Yes. Okay. I'm just curious how with like this, not being, I guess, something that's mainstream in a way or, or to coin it that term, how did you really start this? like this company and everything, because obviously it's something that you see is a clear issue and you've dealt with personally. How did you, I guess, galvanize like other scientists or other people that, that work with you and all that? How did you really find the support system to do that? Because I agree with you. There's definitely all different types of, of phys physiques. There's all different types of people living in the U.S. I mean, very multicultural um, population in the U.S. is probably the most multi diverse probably in the world at least for developed countries. So 
I'm just curious, like, how did you find those people that saw this and, and said, okay, this is a, definitely something that needs to be addressed. And I want to help you in doing that. You know, it was very hard because most people, even now, as I sit here, think that the uh, three body types, the somatotypes, the endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph are scientific body types and they are the standard. And there is no science. There's 0% science that backs up those body types. They were debunked a long time ago. And yet, even now, as I sit here, people will say, we believe the three body type standards science before we believe your four body type standard science. And it's just, there is none to back that up. So first I had to figure out, are there, were there any other body types that are scientifically backed that I can look at and understand my body? And there weren't, there were, there were none. So, and I looked at the hormone body types, uh, the kibbe body types, the triangle body types, the 10 body, yada, yada. The hormone body types have some basis in terms of hormones definitely affect the human body in terms of weight, weight loss and weight gain, et cetera. However, for something to be a standard, it has to apply to everyone equally. I have never in my entire life been diagnosed with a, thor- a, th- a, a, a hormone issue, excuse me, ever. We have hundreds of biotype, scientific biotype quizzes up on our website now. And many of those people who are biotype two, three, or four have also never, ever been diagnosed with any hormone uh, imbalance, any structural issues whatsoever by their licensed medical doctor. So we aren't saying that hormones don't affect weight loss and weight gain. We're saying that it has no effect in terms of the structure of the human body. It simply will affect you if, if you have a thyroid imbalance, it will definitely affect weight and weight loss, but not the actual structure of the human body. So first we had to figure out that there are no other body types that we could look at to understand our body type. Once we did that, then it was looking at how do we understand the actual human body so that we can break down body types. Um, And so uh, I guess, let me sort of say that uh, I went, when I was in uh, Boulder, and I was working at CU Boulder as a research scientist, I went to every specialist and every doctor and they poked and prodded me, could find nothing wrong with me. And they would not listen in terms of the skinny fat on my body. So it wasn't like I didn't go and talk with doctors and talk with everyone I could and tried to understand this. No one would listen. So I basically went out on my own and started this research on my own. And it took me really 20 years to get to where I am now so that I understood it well enough so that I could create the scientific biotype quiz and I could create the scientific weight loss diary. So I really did things on my own for a long time because I couldn't get anyone to hear me about anything because the endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph biotypes were where it's at. Why do we need any other biotypes? Well, I just told you why, because there's no science behind those. So it's how we came to our science. And um, and I'm happy to talk about how we came to our science and and break all that down, but I'll sort of pause here and see, did I answer your question or uh, do you have any, any further questions on this line of thinking? Yeah, I don't, I think you definitely answered it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can just continue with what your, the breakdown of uh, the body types. Yeah. Okay. So. Once I realized that there were no other body types that were scientifically based that would help me understand why is my body the shape that it is? Where is all this muscle and muscle mass that mainstream scientists and medical doctors adamantly claim that is already on my body once I'm well within my safe BMI, but most certainly is not there. And I have the evidence and they just won't listen. 
So if we look at the human body in terms of structure, uh, bones, um, vertebrae, spine, we know that it is a scientific fact that any part of the human body can be underdeveloped to whatever de degree, including muscle or muscle mass. We know that it is a scientific fact that every vertebra houses a specific set of muscles. And that any, if any of those muscles are underdeveloped, that that will directly affect our posture, our metabolism, uh, and our day-to-day -day living in general, because posture and metabolism are important things. So we looked at that and we realized that there are 26 vertebrae. There are uh, seven cervical, 12 thoracic, five lumbar, one coccyx, and, uh, excuse me, one sacrum and one coccyx. And we broke down the, the biotypes relative to vertebrae. Uh, so a biotype one is just a biotype one. It's that image that you see in the standard scientific human body anatomy book. Uh, it has all vertebrae fully developed with all the muscle mass fully developed, it is a true body type one. Again, think of somebody like Dwayne Johnson, um, uh, somebody like uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, we, we, we have our, our celebrity body type section up on the website so folks can go and check that out and you know, see who is who and better understand from, from that point of view. But then you have a body type two, which is one to eight vertebrae that are underdeveloped. And that's directly relative to muscle and muscle mass and skinny fat. A biotype three is nine to 17 and a biotype four is 18 to 26. I was born in a biotype four. So I had 18 to 26 vertebrae that were under de de developed. And again, even when I was well within my safe BMI, I had skinny fat all over my body. And no one disputes that when I was growing up. I was a weak, scrawny kid. I was easily bullied. Um, uh, but that, so that is a general breakdown of the actual body types. Uh, and again, we have our scientific body type quiz up on the website, uh, and it will uh, give you a clear picture of your body type if you, if you take it. And there's a lot more to that, which I'm happy to talk about, but I'll pause here and see if you have any questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, going with, going along with, I'm sure there's tons of other people that have dealt with, dealt with, you know, this type of issue where it's, um, doing what, you know, nutrition, exercise, all these things and not seeing any results is definitely like a frustrating thing. Like I, I can only imagine. Um, but when I think about what you're, what you're saying, um, with recognizing this problem, like seeing like your vertebrae, for example, you explain like how things are underdeveloped, like, like bone structure being underdeveloped, like translates into more skinny fat and things like that. I'm curious, like, is there a way um, maybe you'll get into this later or now or whatever, but like, is there a way to kind of like, did you discover a way to, uh, I don't want to say treat it, but like kind of deal with that, like kind of be more healthy outside of just strictly nutrition and exercise. Cause clearly that's not the solution in this situation. It's, it's of course it's healthy for your endorphins and all that. And there's no denying that, but at the same time, it doesn't change really how you, how someone would look with the underdeveloped bone structure. Yes, right. And yes, we did. Um, so in uh, diet and exercise and lifestyle are definitely vital, but you are right. Um, there is no conventional exercise. And trust me, I lifted weights for years upon years, and I just could not change my actual body shape. Um, let me say first, though, is um, we do have experimental um, proprietary exercises that I've been working on now for the last two decades, which will help um, 
increased muscle and muscle mass. That being said though, um, we want to be very careful um, about how we uh, approach that because our first goal is, is we want people to scientifically understand what their scientific biotype is and accept it for what it is. So one of our main worries is up on social media, we have all this nonsense that's going on and we have filtered and photoshopped images and people are being held to these unfair, impossible body type standards. And so that leads them to starving their, their body and, and, and living truly unhealthy, unsafe diet, exercise and lifestyles. And we are bringing forward this knowledge so that we can stop all that nonsense. The point of the scientific body type quiz is so that you can understand your scientific body type, you can understand the genetics behind it, and you can accept your body for what it is. Once you have accepted your body for what it is, you understand why you have skinny fat where there should be muscle and muscle mass, what that means relative to your metabolism, your diet, exercise, and lifestyle. You can then find a healthy diet, exercise, and lifestyle that is truly healthy, that helps you be healthy in the short and long term. So that is our first goal. Once you have done that, then we do have a, a, a effective set of um, exercises that essentially what we've done is, if you think about how the human body supports itself it is always fighting against or using gravity as this weight that's pushing down on it and so it's gravity that is actually helping maintain the human body and the muscle and the muscle mass on it and we know that this is true because when an astronaut goes into space they have to work extra hard at their cardio and weightlifting while in space to maintain their muscle mass, their bone mass, et cetera. And even when they come back to earth, they still likely have lost bone mass and muscle mass and teeth mass, et cetera. Uh, and so we know the importance of gravity. So the way that we looked at it was when I would go and I would lift weights, I would be able to put on some muscle and muscle mass, but then there were, there was a time where I would stop and I would, especially on my body, cause I had more skinny fat, I would more, more quickly lose that muscle and muscle mass because it's a fact that as soon as when you're doing weightlifting, it's a repetition exercise. And as soon as you stop doing that repetition, the muscle that you built will go away and you'll be left again with the default muscle that was on your body to start. So that's a downfall of conventional exercises like weightlifting. And that is true for anyone. You can see it with Hollywood actors when they bulk up for, um, superstar or superhero movies and then they stop and over time they lose all that extra muscle and muscle mass because that's a fact of repetition exercise so we were looking for a way to overcome that uh shortcoming of weightlifting so that we could actually build muscle and keep that muscle for the long term so how do we do that we do that by using gravity relative to the body and so we looked at things like yoga and isometrics and calisthenics and we basically turned yoga upright. And we looked at it like if you're standing upright and you get to know your vertebrae. And so really what we would say is start with yoga, get to know your vertebrae well, and then you can sort of transition into our exercises. And we have a few of them up on the site, but keep in mind that they are experimental proprietary exercises. So we, uh, we offer this with great caution because we don't want people to get hurt. But really it's about transitioning 
yoga and Pilates to an upright form, understanding your actual posture and using gravity relative to so that you're actually holding your posture, but it's not like somebody says, Hey, stop, stop slouching. And you do it for a short time. And then you go right back in to, to actually slouching. You're actually holding that posture for good. And your body then builds that muscle relative to each vertebrae. And we're not saying that it's segmented, that you're starting with your cervical and then, you know, cervical one, two, three, four, five, the, the the back is built in this uh, this incredible complex framework of muscle and bone and vertebrae and, and such. And so it's really just focusing on posture and holding it right and then learning how to walk right, et cetera. And again, it's really getting to know your actual vertebrae. So it is most certainly possible to build muscle and muscle mass relative to the exercises that we have created. That being said, they are in the experimental stages um, so it's not something that is mainstream yet, but we are working on it. Again, just let me sort of end with the, with the caveat. The idea first, please, everyone, is to accept your scientific biotype for what it is. Learn what your safe diet, exercise, and lifestyle is for your specific biotype and stop listening to all of this unscientific, unsafe diet, exercise, and lifestyle, and biotype nonsense up on social media and, and the like. So am, am I making sense here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I couldn't agree more with um, kind of seeing what others people do and trying to emulate that onto yourself because that can go, I mean, I'm, we're not going to talk about other things, but like you can relate that with so many other, so many other different types of activities, hobbies, everything really trying to like emulate something else that's not in your, like someone else that's not really in your life. Um, and I think about my own life and I, I've been fortunate enough not, not to struggle with an issue like this. That's so complex. And even me, when I look at like, I'm transitioning from like being a runner to like trying to like build muscle mass and things like that. And I'm, I'm like just looking up articles and there's dozens, probably thousands of articles on building muscle mass, all different types of like a German workout, this, that, and there's so much. And I can only imagine the frustration of someone that has skinny fat, all of this, and seeing all these options, even for someone like me, it seems overwhelming. I can only imagine what it'd be like for someone else that has um, dealing, that's dealing with some, something that's they've dealt with their whole life from a young age, and they don't have any, any mentor or guidance or professionals to really, uh, I guess, train them or not train them, but I guess like guide them to like something that's helpful. Right. Right. And that is, that, that is, that is a, a, a giant issue is uh, we have this scientific biotype quiz and the, the idea of it is to help fitness trainers and help diet dietitians understand the specific person's biotype so that they can better approach that specific scientific biotype with a diet and exercise routine that truly helps that, that actual person. But we have gotten so much pushback from fitness trainers and the like who say all biotypes are, are total nonsense. Everyone is a biotype one as soon as they get within their safe BMI. We don't even look at biotype. And it's like, well, that's like saying you don't look at skin color because you're because you are colorblind. And that's just stupid because we know for a fact that all that there are are different biotypes and that there are some people who definitely have more muscle and some people who have less. And if you're just 
approaching everyone with the same mindset that everyone's just a body type one. So we're going to go at it with the same exercise routines, and the same diet, yada, yada. Then you're not looking at the person as a true individual and you're not understanding who, who they really are. And that is, from my own experience, is super, super frustrating because I, I, I do recall when I was, again, in college and working with that group of guys, I was basically just being held to the same standard that they were being held to, yet I knew that my body type was very different. So, and I am not alone. As you said, there are many people out there who are dealing with a different type of body type and they have nowhere really to turn because this knowledge is so new and, and we have really had a very hard time of getting this new science out into the world because people do get stuck in their ways. Um, so it's shows like this and it's our website and it's getting the word out and hopefully folks understanding that you know this is a very real thing, that skinny fat is a very real thing, that normal weight obesity is a very real thing. And that if you are dealing with this, that is what our science is all about. Please go and take our scientific biotype quiz. Use our scientific weight loss diary so that you can better understand your body and find the best diet exercise and lifestyle for your specific body type. And again, if you take our quiz and you are using our scientific weight loss diary, you, uh, you can use a, a, a pen name. The images are no face so that you can maintain your, your privacy. Um, but you can you know, go down to the gym. You can be with your fitness trainer. You can have your phone in, in hand. You can show them your scientific body type quiz and say, all right, look, Here's my scientific biotype quiz. I have identified where my skinny fat is, where I have tendencies to put on fat. I'd like to work these areas of my body more so that I can reduce the skinny fat and increase the muscle mass relative to these specific areas of my body. I don't want a whole body workout because you know I already have muscle in these areas. I want to focus on my problem areas. Here is the science. Can we please focus on this? And it's the same thing with your dietitian. You can ask them, you know, here's my scientific biotype quiz. What kind of diet would you recommend? Now, all that being said, you can go up on our site and under our scientific weight loss uh, program diary, we have a full list of diets. We have a full list of um, exercises. So it, it, it is really all there. And you can even uh, buy our um, ask gnosis if you think of Siri or Alexa, excuse me, um, that is well, ask Gnosis. Uh, you can go and you can ask our science-based expert diet exercise and lifestyle team questions about anything that you have about diet exercise and lifestyle, and we're happy to actually clarify. So um, is that making sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm curious with uh, everything that you've done with your research, um, how, how, uh, how long have you, when did your experimental exercises start? I'm kind of curious as far as like when that's kind of gotten launched and like how, and have you seen progress with it? I mean, obviously it's experimental, so I'm sure it's not easy, easy question to answer, but I guess I'll ask like, how long are you in the, are you in the makings of like, uh, the experimental exercises? Um, and and yeah, I guess just go from there. Anything you want to sh share about that? If, unless you have, you've shared everything, but. No, that's a great question. I actually started those exercises in, in 2003. That was actually the foundation of the research. Because again, by the time I hit 
2003, I uh, was um, 29 or so. I was at my wits end. I had tried everything. I had tried every diet under the sun. I had tried every exercise routine on the sun. I had worked my tail end off and nothing had made my life any better. And I seriously thought about suicide. Um, uh, and so uh, what was left is there has to be a way to fix this problem. So I actually started the research with the exercises and it, and it took me 17 years to work through those exercises and actually build the muscle mass and go from a body type four to a body type two, to a weak body type two. You can actually see my most current images up on the website. I'm research participant, body type quiz participant number one. Um, you can go and look at my actual profile. Unfortunately, I don't have any images of, especially when I was pushing 300 pounds from about 2007 to 2010 or so. Um, but it was, the, it was that time period, that 17 years where it was me figuring out. And I basically sort of dropped out and I just isolated myself and I just looked at myself and I began doing these exercises and figuring it out. And as I did, uh, one thing led to another and I was building the, the, the actual muscle. And you can see it in my most recent images. You can see how much muscle that I built, especially from roughly the cervical down to probably the thoracic uh, 10 or so. And you can see that I still have work from my thoracic 10 to my sacrum really. But uh, it, yeah, so it, it took me 17 years of doing those actual exercises. And then I have put several of them up on, on the website just to give folks a sense of things. But you can't, I mean, you can go and check those exercises out. They are on my um, profile. But uh, I'm, I'm not sure how clear that they are because what it would really take, honestly, is we, uh, and what we are working towards is opening up a research center and being able to do all this through MRI machines so that we can really truly show look this is where you should have muscle and muscle mass you don't you have skinny fat and then as we do the actual exercises we can show the actual change in muscle mass the change in the actual vertebrae yada yada we were looking at doing that prior to the epidemic starting and then it hit so we went with the uh, scientific biotype quiz because it was all online and it was uh, sort of a, a secondary option. Uh, but that's what we are working on. We are working on a scientific research center where we can actually bring people in. We can actually show them the actual exercises and then we can monitor their actual progress via MRI machines and, and the like in a true scientific setting to show, look, this is totally possible. Our exercises actually do work, but because again, they are experimental and proprietary, we have to be super careful about that because we don't want to hurt people. We don't, we don't want folks to use our exercises and hurt them themselves. So that's really where we're at. And that's what we are moving towards. Uh, it's just a slower process than we had hoped because again, the pandemic hit. Uh, and then uh, of course, all this takes money. Uh, and it's about educating folks about the actual research, getting them on board, yada, yada. So we are working on grants and we are working on other avenues of funding, but it's shows like this that help us get the word out. Uh, so thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I, I love like honestly talking about some, something like this and talking to innovators and something with like new discoveries with something so complex is always interesting to do. And I think that's honestly one of the biggest 
one of my favorite things with even having this show and even just like the next generation to begin with too, because there's always so much, there, well, there is a lot of negativity with like the new upcoming generation of like entitlement thinking, all these things. I've heard it all, you know, I've seen it all. And I think people don't really shine a light in some of the positives of uh, like, like this coming generation in that creators online, even though they have like smaller viewing viewings, there's so much on like YouTube and online forums that people are, are able to share like what you, what you do and what other people do with these innovators that would never really hear this message on like not on like media channels that are like, that don't even like these big conglomerates that don't really listen to like new kind of like growing um, niches, discoveries and things like that. So totally agreed. And that is definitely something that we have been up against, which is why we, are out on the podcast circuit because you're right because this is one of the uh the great innovations of our time is um as much as social media worries us it definitely has a a positive aspect and this is definitely one of them uh so we are hoping that you know that folks watch the show and they go out they check out our social media we're up on all the major platforms um if they have any um, questions they can ask us up on social media they can go to our our, our website. Uh, again, please take the scientific by type quiz, use our scientific weight loss diary, use our um, ask gnosis uh, uh, support team. We also have a book. Um, it's the story of my uh, essentially journey and the how I came to, to the science. It's not written in boring scientific jargon. It, it, it's actually a a uh, novel. Uh, the title is a bit risque. I uh, is a uh, overprivileged white guy. And the reason that I chose that was because my life was already hard enough being born in a biotype four. I could not imagine when I got out into the world, when I left home after college, I, I honestly had no idea how how big a problem white privilege was, how privileged I was as a, as, a, as a white dude, how serious a problem racism, genderism, and all the other isms were. Um, and I just couldn't imagine being born in the biotype four and not being a white dude. So that's why I named it what I named it, because uh, I, I believe that the only way that we solve the problems in the world, whether it's uh, scientific biotypes, diet, exercise, and lifestyle, whatever, is by talking about it. Uh, so anyways, you can check out our, our, our book up on the website as well. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, great. Uh, thank you for, thank you for coming on, Mark. I appreciate it. And, uh, I'll definitely share, share the links below for any, anybody to see. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you having, having, coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course.